You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. I'm Clint Emerson, and welcome to Season 2 of Can You Survive This Podcast, where the interview is just as dangerous as the scenarios I put my guests through. From hostage situations to natural disasters, carjackings, active shooters, and more, if you're looking for the skills necessary to survive these situations, then this is the show for you. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to another episode. I do appreciate it. And last time I told you about my new book, The Rugged Life. It'll be on shelves May 10th. And we've added a little something special. If you want a free webinar, if you've already bought the book, you can go over to my link and you'll see free webinar. And there's a fill form. You fill it out, you put in all of your purchase information, and then you'll get a confirmation and a Zoom link, time, and date. Now, if you haven't bought it yet, go ahead, pre-order The Rugged Life. It's available everywhere books are sold. And uh, then circle back around to my bio link and go fill out that fill form. Uh, we'll be talking about some cool stuff in that webinar. So there's a little plug for my new one, and uh, I hope you guys dig it. Today, we have a pretty cool guest. I think you guys will uh, have a lot of fun on this one. I know he will, whether he knows that or not. Um, he is a action director, stuntman. He's a fight choreographer and stunt coordinator. He's also a Navy veteran and ex-paratrooper. I want to welcome Danielle Lochiaro to the show. <laughs> <laughs> nice rhyme. I like it. <laughs> Lochichiro. Lochichiro. Oh, yes. Yeah. No, I, I am awesome at butchering names. So, uh, you know, it, when we originally looked at I was like, oh, it's Lo Cicero. And then you uh, you quickly corrected me. Lo Chicharo, Lo Chicharo. Okay. Uh, I have a go. hard time to pronounce my name, so I'll forgive you. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, before we get started, uh, I have to ask if you can name this theme song. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah I'm French, so I'll probably not. But uh, you better, you better know this one. I'm really hoping you do. Okay, here we go. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with fair up. I've never been with anything less than a nine. So fine. I've been on fire with Sally Field gone past with a girl named Bo. But somehow they just don't end up as mine. It's a death defying life yeah. I believe. I take no. my chance. Any guesses? I can't I can't I can't I can't hear well. Is it is it one of I mean it's obviously is it one of the I don't know, Team <laughs> it's a it was a popular tv show when i was a kid uh called the fall guy and it was a series oh, wow 
I know it in French. I used to watch it. <laughs> je suis l'homme qui tombe à pic. Je suis l'homme qui vient de loin. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's the French <laughs> version. There you go. <laughs> that was the French version. I just didn't know the English yeah, version. Yeah, yeah. And I saw, so yeah, every stuntman has to know that TV of show course, theme song. The yeah, yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, I think they, they are redoing a new one. Uh, are they? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, that'll be badass. All right. Well, like always, we're going to jump straight into your rapid fire. I'm going to give you two choices. You pick your favorite. And then when we're done, we'll circle back around and discuss your choice. Okay? Mm-hmm. All right. You ready? Never. Yep, all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A fighting scene or a driving scene? A fighting scene. All right. Uh Fall down stairs or fall off a building? Fall down stairs. Hmm. All right. Fire stunts or water stunts? Hmm. That's a tough one. Fire stunts. Fire stunts. Okay. Uh, who would you rather punch in the face? Tom Cruise or Ethan Hunt? Ethan Hawk or Ethan Hunk? Uh, Ethan Hunt. Ethan Hunt. I don't know Ethan Hunt, so I'll say Tom Cruise. It's <laughs> a little bit of a trick question. All right. Um, would you rather be hit by a car or jump out of a moving car? Hit by a car. Hit by a car. Look at you. You're picking all the hard stuff. Okay. Um, or at least it, to me, it appears to be hard stuff. Okay. Break your penis or break your skull open? My skull open. (laughs) (laughs) Every man I know would say the same thing. All right. Lose a finger or lose a toe? A toe. A toe, yeah. All right. Uh, Okay. Plan a fight scene or be in the fight scene? Mm. Yeah. You're an artist. I say plan a fight scene. Yeah? All right. Cool. And then... uh, and this one's more just a general, like, do you believe in retiring or just keep on going? Keep on going if you love what you do. That's right. Okay, going back to the top, I had uh, fight scene versus driving scene. You pick fight, fight scene. Why is that? Yeah, well, most of the work we do, I mean, for me as a fight choreographer, I love to create uh, action sequences, you know, with people as well. So uh, fight scene is something for me that... Um, probably generate a lot of creativity and then i would have i would have fun on the driving scene for sure but even more on the fighting scene because it involves more people uh usually more than one person when they fight um and i love working with people yeah so it's kind of the connection with people you know while working on scene in the car just in the car you know and oh yeah you're kind of on your own right well it's kind of that connections that uh you know i love about it but However, you know, both of us sound great to me. <laughs> um, okay, the next one was fall downstairs or fall off a building. You pick fall down the stairs. That one sounds like it would hurt more because at least when oh, you're falling yeah. off a building, you just land on a big pillow, right? Exactly, you know, or air mat, whatever it is. And it depends how high it is of a building as well. But downstairs, I, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm an old old school uh, as far as stunts i love greedy stuff i love getting you know hard on the floor and making some beautiful uh images action images by seeing the impact by you know knowing that oh the guy just got 
slammed into that stairs and he fell backwards. And yeah. I don't too much like the side roll on the stairs because those are easy. I like to get kicked in the back roll and it keeps on going. You yeah. see head slamming and um, it might be sadistic part of me, but, <laughs> but that's everything, <laughs> you know. It's training. So if you know how to, you will train for your uh, stunts. So, you know, you'll train how to fall down, say, how to hit your pads, because usually you have pads on back protector, shoulders, elbows, knees, hip pads, all that. And sometimes shin guards as well, especially when it's concrete stairs, you know. Yeah. Um, but um, no, if you, if you practice well, if you train, you just don't want to do it like this. Oh, let's do it still falling and start to throw myself down there right? you can break something but yeah. if you learn if you have an awareness of your body that's how you do it. you know you you train to get that awareness going and then and then when you fall you uh, most likely not injure yourself you know especially hmm. if they have two or three takes during the movie it's like oh that was great fantastic let's redo it again i was like why oh because of a different angle <laughs> and, uh, yeah i did it great once that's <laughs> all i got <laughs> yeah and the reason the reason i asked is because i looked at your sizzle reel and uh, you're real. It's a lot of, I've noticed you, a lot of stairs, right? And so I figured, you know, that must yeah, be something you've gotten good time, at. time, you know, for a stuntman, the most required uh, work is, you know, you being a bad guy, come up with a gun, getting shot, fall down or fall downstairs or fall, you know, like those are falling and, and slamming down. Uh, knowing how to fall is probably the skill number one to, to for a stuntman to have. And got it let's yeah. ask the most yeah huh that's good to know mm -hmm. um okay next choice was fire stunts versus water stunts you pick being lit on fire yeah yeah i mean again it's it's all about the, the visual it's always you know when you look at someone fire it's like oh my gosh you know he's burning and he's screaming and he's moving you see when someone is in the water i mean you don't feel that much pain for that person and again, yeah. I have some, and I worked on Dunkirk for two months doing water, you know, fire. There was, there was everything in the, in this yeah. Christopher yeah. and we were in Dunkirk. So that's, I, I died probably 20 times in that movie. I had more <laughs> life than a cat. <laughs> uh, I got shot. I got burned. I got fell from the boat. I sank, you know, I exploded, you know, you can see me actually shooting on the plane, reloading and you know, all, all those, uh, it was fun, uh, fun time. I loved it and a lot of water work. At 4 a.m., we were in the morning with the wetsuit supposedly uh, helping us with the heat, except they open it up, they cut it here so we wouldn't see it under our uniform. Oh, uh, yeah. Wetsuit. So it would defy the purpose because now it would be flopping and the water would come and, and goes in and out. And we were in the ocean. Uh, it was super cold. So... Um, everybody got sick at least once, all of the stuntmen, but, uh, but amazing, amazing experience for sure. Uh, yeah. And, and while we're, uh, in the middle of this and you brought it up, Dunkirk, that I heard that movie was filmed like all in one shot, right. Or something like that. Was that, was that, oh, that they... was 19, uh, Oh no. Yeah, that's right. Nin... That, yeah, that yeah, yeah. The other one, 1918 or. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Yeah, that one was filming one shot. Okay, because I, I think I, I've seen both, but I got confused which one was which. But yeah, no, but those are... in Dunkirk, when you see the explosion, these are explosion. They are not like visual effects. They are actually practical effects. They are like 
yeah, you know, yeah. you see a series of bomb coming out, you yeah. know, and simulating the plane bombing the the people on the beach, the soldiers. Those are real explosions and we were around them. So you don't want to stand the knees when that bomb goes off for real. <laughs> yeah. It's, air, so. it's a real deal. It's going to hurt someone. Huh? It's a real, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Um, next one, Tom Cruise or Ethan Hunt? That was kind of a trick question because in Mission Impossible, Tom Cruise's character's name is Ethan Hunt. Right. Oh, uh, <laughs> I should I know have known you, that. I worked on the on the on the on Mission Impossible called Fallout. Yeah, uh, it was in France again uh, for two months, uh, and um, yeah, Tom Cruise, um, great great to work with, um, but he's a little not, uh, but he's good. He's, he's really really professional. He does his own stunts. However, you know, a stuntman will do his stunt first, the stunt that he's supposed to do, test the mechanism of the stunt, make sure that everything works well before actually Tom Cruise walk in and do his own stunt. So at the uh, end, he does his own stunt, but it's been tested by stunt people. Yeah. Now, that's that's the one where he jumped from one building to the other and, like, broke his ankle or something, that's right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. He was wired, and uh, what happened, he was supposed to jump from a higher building to a lower one and what happened um he got he says he got pulled too hard with a harness with a with a cable so he instead of taking the head on the side he was supposed to take the side of the building you know on the stomach and arm and push him himself off and run off to it oh yeah what happened, he felt like he went too fast to the wall so he put his foot forward to stop that that impact broke his foot got the head got up and he actually when you, you see him got up he's actually limping and what you see in the movie they kept the take is actually him really has his foot broken and still limping so they kept the take yeah that's real that's like pretty that's real real. real reaction yeah yeah now the whole scientology thing did you get did you you know anything about that or not at all i'm i'm not <laughs> i'm like it's still odd to me. Like, I don't understand. He's like still the, uh, I think he's still the face of that whole, like. Is it really? I thought he was kind of moving away from it, but. I don't, I don't know. I, that's all I ever see is his face attached to that, uh, that quote unquote religion. It's weird. I, I know. And the thing is, you know, to, to be honest with you, this is more personal to him. Uh, all I can say, he's a great person to work with as far as work. And yeah. As far as his belief and all that, you know, I personally don't care. Yeah, me neither. I just, yeah. I just, I saw some uh, documentary on it, and I was like, "Holy crap!" I had no idea. Like, there's some weird stuff woven into it. Um, okay, hit by a car or jump from a moving car. You picked getting hit by a car. Yeah, because that's I like both. yeah. Been doing both. Uh, it's great, but obviously, it's a little more adrenaline rush to get hit by a car. Um, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was. It's. 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 Uh. You know. You got when you see the car coming at you. You know. You got a million things running through your mind, yeah. and then at that second where you're gonna hit the car, somehow you get focused. You know, like a laser beam, and you remember all of that because survival instinct kind of kicks in. Yeah. And, you know the fear is there until the car is about a meter from you, you know, and then suddenly you kind of focus and you don't want to die. So it's just somehow the instinct, you know, the survival instinct kicks in and the training, obviously, because you have to train for that too. What so, are, so, so what are the, like the, are there like 
the the golden rules of getting hit by a car that you gotta always remind yourself of like you know you're jumping up just as it approaches then you're always putting your back to the windshield i mean are there any rules to it or well again first is depend how you get hit by a car is it a side hit is it a where you back hit is it a front you know yeah. so according to that let's say the car coming facing me you know the last one i did is like the car is coming and trying to shoot the guy you know in the passenger obviously missed he hit me with the car and i just go over the car you know again yeah. break the windshield and go you know as a Usually, um, usually cars run in the movies, they go around 17 miles an hour, which doesn't uh, look fast, but it is fast when you get hit by it. But for me, <laughs> the last one was actually 22 miles an hour or something like this, which, which is actually uh, a little bit yeah. faster. So it's all about timing thing. You, you want to time it, right? So you want to have a run by where the car is running to that same speed next to you. And you kind of want to time it as it passes you, right? That those are rehearsal. Mm -hmm. The car won't face you. It will just run by you. So you kind of time it where you kind of roll into it. So you land on the, the first hit should be whether on the hood or on a windshield. You probably want on the hood first that will actually give you that uh, going over the windshield, break the windshield, going over it. You know? hmm don't want to do is stay on the windshield and then keep going right because if um if you fall out of the car or slide on the hood while the car is running that's dangerous right yeah yeah the best would be trying to get over on the on the top of the car right um, and um yeah so it's a timing it's a momentum you know if you throw yourself on and uh, obviously you know you want to keep yourself aware to where your car hits you because the hit sometimes it gets you throwing around and you don't know now what's up, what's down, and what you don't want to do is you know uh, land on your head and that's that's game over on the concrete, you know, on the, on the pavement. Yeah, yeah. So you don't want to huh. do that. So it's about you know keeping yourself aware as the, as the car hits you, where your body goes, and um, and how to land, you know, to make it look again, not you don't want to make it look pretty, right? It's not a gymnastic thing. It's a it's a greedy impact and you want to just slam down, but at the same time make it look not epic, make it look painful, but also safe for yourself. Yeah. Like monopads, knowing how to roll, knowing how to land, you know, don't reach out your arms like you can break your hands, you know using your arm to roll that and to, and to slam down, you know, it's a, it's a whole technique of yeah. making look like, you know, you hit the ground hard, but you actually ease into it, you know, hmm. at the same time. It's like a punch, you know, make it look like you, you get hit, but you're not right. If your punch goes here, you, you you know you you there is a timing where you don't want to start to turn your head before the punch. <laughs> yeah. You know, all that you know. Um, um, yeah, I teach actors. You know, um, they contact me to do those trainings with me uh, as far as how to punch, how to react, how to how to fall without hurting yourself. You know, how to do a choreography, how to use a knife, how you, how to use a gun, um, all that, so they can be believable on set. You know, it's another tool for them in their bag as an actor. And so 
so they, you know, they, 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 you know, fortunately learned a lot and enough to get hired. Sometimes it makes a difference uh, for an actor, uh, you know, whether to be taken, you know, to be chosen for the role or not. Sometimes they don't know which one to take, so they're gonna see the physical attributes. What do they have? How did they move? Oh, they're great. Now this role is for a cop. Well, this guy's got a great stunt reel with Daniel Osisivo, and we we now you know look at this, and so we see the guy doing all of that, and sometimes it makes a big difference. Like uh, uh, Sam Asgari, he's a uh, Britney Spears' uh, fiance, contacted me recently. Uh, he was on a Mar- Mario Lopez show, and he talked about our work together. As a matter of fact, and um, he came and uh, contacted me because he had a he had the uh, a, um, how do you say uh, he had a he had an audition for a movie called SWAT, I think, and it's with Mel Gibson. Oh, okay. It's a new movie is is coming out next year or so. But he contacted me and um, uh, he asked me, you know, if I could help him to do a reel because the the director wanted to see him in action. So we did that reel with him. Uh, that fight scene, different series of him doing a choreography and fight. It was great, and he got the job, so it makes me happy, you know, that oh, yeah. my work helped other people's work, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. You're obviously a wealth, I can tell, man. You're a wealth of experience and knowledge, and that's cool. Anybody who, uh, you know, embraces their craft, you know, I'm always, I'm always... I'm always all ears. I love listening to, uh, is, I can tell how passionate you are too about it. It's cool. Oh, I love it. I love it. You know, I mean, and you know, so to me, it's not just a personal thing as well. It's a, it's a teamwork when, uh, when we do that kind of work, you know, uh, as yeah. a man, it's making sure also people are safe, you yeah. know, and, uh, on set, you know, uh, people, people, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a responsibility in some way to, 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 to be a stuntman for that part as well for the safety part you know no doubt. for yourself for your body because you know you want to not work the next yeah. day so you're trying to save the body because my body is my work obviously if i hurt myself you know i can't be on set i can do choreography or, or fight coordinating but i won't be able to be behind the camera or in front of the camera excuse me uh, yeah. so yeah so anyway so all of that. yeah no that's it's all good that's good stuff um the next choice uh speaking of uh protecting your body break a penis or break your skull now i think it's interesting that a stunt man was like you know i'm gonna go with skull because up till now you're all about the work until your penis gets involved and you're like no no no, no. I'll, I'll break a, i'll break my arm break my leg break my skull but don't break my penis. <laughs> I do break a penis anyway. <laughs> what do you do with it? Yeah. Yeah. Is there any part? There is no body part, right? For a guy that supersedes the penis as far as injuries, right? I don't know. I mean, a skull, I've been, I've, I've been there before, so I know how it feels. <laughs> it doesn't scare me anymore. But penis does, yes. Yes. That's, uh, that's dangerous territory right there. So I know. There. We're still young, right? um all right lose a finger or lose a toe you pick the toe yeah you You feel like you'd be off balance don't you think you'd be off balance as a stuntman if you're missing a toe 
I love fat food, so you know, I'll say, <laughs> you know, and the toes are small compared to the finger, you know, for yeah, the, you know, that. as a matter of fact, you know, it's funny because, um, I almost lo- lost a finger, but when I was three years old, I have a big scar, I don't know if you can see it on the big scar in my hand. Oh, uh, yeah, right. kind of see it, yep. And you know, I wish it was a stunt or a badass story, but it's not, you know, it's just me falling, <laughs> falling onto a glass table and then having a little cut there. Um, but so they saw me back, but after a week, I was still three years old and my mother was giving me a bath and she saw the finger floating here why is it not working so they took me back to the hospital and they realized that actually my tendon my my tendon my finger tendon was was uh, cut off so they opened the whole thing brought the tendons together and saw it back so so I would have been, you know, fingerless, one fingerless. (laughs) You would have had that kind of questions. A a limp finger. You would have had a limp finger. A limp finger, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Let's see here. Oh, plan a scene. So that'd be like choreography or be in the scene. And you, uh, yeah, you pick plan a scene. Is that kind of more where your passion leans to these days? Um. I love, you know, it's, it was a tough question to be honest with you. And I can go either way. It depends on my mood, really. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I love to. So being in it, it's, it's, you know, like if you're doing a stunt, so you, you follow the stunt coordinator's um, visual, vision, right? Idea. So you're good performing, getting the adrenaline. For me, it's a, it's a trip. I love that. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, doing the behind the scenes, the, the coordinating or the, the, the choreographing a fight, for instance, it's more creativity, you know, you create. Mm. So it's, it's two different aspects of it. Um, and, you know, I, I love both equally. It just depends on the mood. Today, you know, I feel like coordinating and maybe tomorrow I'll feeling like a stunt. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it's, uh, it's, you know, it's... Um, it's hard for me to to choose. I love both equally, and I hope to continue, you know, uh, doing stunts until I'm seventy years old, you know. Uh, but yeah. then, if I can't, let's say tomorrow I, I break my arm badly or my foot, and I can't walk, or I, or I walk poorly, or I can't do the stunt anymore, it's a good substitute now to be able to be again behind the camera and do the actual choreography and all that. Oh uh, uh, yeah. However, yeah. however, I like to show other people how to do things you know i don't i, I i'm not the guy who's like oh yeah do this i can't do it but do this you know uh, <laughs> so i i love to be able to show them how to do this so you know to to be able to be reliable you know yeah yeah well i think that's important um you know anytime you're in a physical oriented job is if you're going to expect people to do it, you better be able to do it yourself, right? I mean, it's uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, you know, in Hollywood and yeah. yeah, and with everything you're doing, um, it kind of lends to the last question, which is, you know, do you ever see yourself retiring or keep working? You said keep working, and I think you just answered it because you're giving yourself kind of the backup job, right? There will be a day when we're all old, broken, and can't really do much, and at least you've got the choreography part you can leverage, right? Yeah, fortunately, nothing bad will happen until. Um, but you know, if I am retired, I will be forced to. I yeah, won't yeah. be willing to. You know. Yeah. We will be right back after the break. 
Hey, this is Clint Emerson, retired Navy SEAL. I get a lot of questions about my morning routine. So here it is in a nutshell. 5 a.m., wake up. First cup of coffee, I dump Bubs Naturals MCT oil in there. And then I mix it around with one of those little automatic stir spoon thingies that make it all frothy and creamy. And then my second cup, I dump Bubs Naturals collagen in there. Now, the reason I do both is the first one, MCT, fuels my brain. It gets me up, allows me to focus on whatever I've got going on. The second cup of coffee has collagen, which honestly, it's like lubrication for my joints. It makes my neck and my shoulders, my left hip and my left knee feel pretty damn good. And it wasn't until I went over to Australia that I realized that this stuff really does work. I was overseas for about 45 days. And in the first week, I wasn't so focused in the morning. In fact, I was a little foggy. And my neck was hurting. My shoulders were hurting. And I thought to myself, eh, it's just jet lag. Different pillow, a different mattress. And then it dawned on me, I don't have my bubs with me. The day I got back to the States, I immediately started back up, and within a week of being home, I was focused again, my joints didn't hurt, and I was like, holy, I can tell you that Bub's Naturals works. Great for your skin and hair, by the way. Everything feels good. Unlike a lot of supplements out there, it actually works, and that's the key takeaway here. It works. I'm telling you you will notice a difference. Check out bubsnaturals.com and order some MCT and collagen now. And don't forget to use promo code CANYOUSURVIVE. bubsnaturals.com, promo code CANYOUSURVIVE. I can't imagine retiring. Like, it's just one of those things. I, yeah, I don't know what yeah. I would do. I'd sit around bored out of my mind i mean people say well you'd be traveling you'd be doing this but even then it's like even travel it's not like traveling get once you get to your destination yeah that's fun but the rest of it sucks so like when people say hey i'm gonna travel like no i don't i don't want to do the travel part i, I just want to show up at the destination right i know <laughs> yeah. i know yeah. um all right so now let's roll into you all right so we've learned a lot so far but to kick it off first question most dangerous moment you've ever faced could be work could be military whatever dangerous moment dangerous moment hmm. yeah we were like holy uh, I shit think, i think it was a uh, work um i think it's one of the stunt we did uh with another stuntman um was to jump off tackling each other and jump off and landing head first 65 foot down in the water oh wow um, so 65 feet i mean they say water after 50 feet becomes concrete right and, and the first thing that hit the water actually was my head on this one uh, oh. <laughs> but we were resetting and we were looking down and it's like oh that's pretty high 65 i mean if you jump off straight down and you know take a position and all that yeah i'd be fine but tackling and getting messy and then fall head first into that was honestly very um very scary in some ways you know <clears throat> i mean scare scaring is part of my job and a lot of people say oh i'm not scared that means they're crazy you know it's part of, them. <laughs> of, uh, of again the survival instincts you know so yeah. you, you learn throughout the years how to deal with that fear and you kind of your your you let your mind takes takes over you know that that body 
you know, uh, fears and shaking. And, you know, I mean, uh, obviously your mind is telling not to do it the whole time. All you have to do is relax, trust your training, trust what you've done. And then the process goes faster every time, you know, every time you know that stunt more and the more. That's why I said training, the more you train, it's not the less fear you have, but the more, the easier it is to deal with that fear, you know? I yeah, mean? yeah. But the fear factor is always somehow there more or less um but it's especially how to you deal with it so so that fall um or 65 it was the first time we did that stunt you know and when you and so that's why i had a lot of fear i've never done that kind of stuff before i've jumped from a 90 foot bridge to water but never a 65 which even if it's lower 65 bridge attached to another person tackling him and going head first um so, um, so the thing is, is when you grow and grab, tackle each other, what you don't want to do as you fall is separate. Because if you let go of each other, when you hit the water and you hit and you slam each other again, now you slam it a certain, certain amount of force. You can hit each other, lose consciousness, and you're in the water, and then you sink. If you, if you, if you pass out in the water, you go oh, down. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so the idea is to hold on it, no matter what happened. And if we can't, <laughs> if we're over flipping with that, we don't care. We just hold on to each other until. So, so that was probably um, the time where I was asking myself a lot of questions. Like, hmm, I don't <laughs> yeah, a lot of questions. Now, so how many times did you have to do it? Just one. We did. Oh, one. Yeah, right. just one. Now, it, did yeah. either one of you get knocked unconscious if you went head first, or were you okay? No, I swallowed a lot of uh, water because <laughs> yeah. he got my head and he goes backwards and then I fall back. So now, you know, we started to tilt and then now I was, my head was exposed to the water first and I hit the water under his arm and then my knee hit his knee and I didn't feel it. Uh, I don't know if it was adrenaline or not, but he felt it. And then the next day he had a little sore in his knee. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, no, no. Um, Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, it sounds definitely sounds crazy. Yeah. It It was. Yes. Yes. And I and I can appreciate it because for the years that, you know, for us in the SEAL teams, you know, we you know, we're jumping out of helicopters, we're jumping off, you know, jet boats and you know, there's safety parameters. We we max out the safety parameters to as about as far as we can go, uh, just so that the number one rule, everyone stay conscious, right? You don't want to go unconscious, uh, especially when usually that's how you're kicking off an operation, right? So everyone needs to be awake <laughs> so that they can actually go do the mission. Okay. And uh, so I can appreciate a, a fall like that because the rules for helicopter cast and recovery, where if the, the forward movement of the helicopter, I think it can't be any faster than 20 knots, and then you can't be any higher at 20 knots. You can't be any higher than I believe it was 10 feet. And then if you are at uh, 10 knots forward speed, then you can go up to 20 feet. So the speed and the height balance each other out. And so, and you know, there's plenty of times when, you know, that's not an exact science, you know, usually a helicopter pilot, you know, they're 10 feet usually isn't measured on their, on their, on their instrument panel, right? Or 20 oh, feet. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah, it usually starts like higher when you talk about altitude. But anyway, I but 
point being is I can totally appreciate because sometimes we're jumping out and I'm going, what the fuck? And then you land and you're like, okay, that wasn't so bad after all, but we're going feet first, you know, and to that more of that, you know, jumper body position that you were referring to, you know, hands crossed, or if you have your mask on, your mask is, you're holding your face or whatever, whatever the conditions are and the equipment you have. So yeah, that takes balls, buddy. Big balls. Big yeah, balls I'm sure I'm sure you've done some uh, stunts as well in your career. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know no, what that's... I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, they were. We didn't call them stunts though. We just were like, yeah, we just got to get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I know a lot of people, you know, from special force or steel team that now, uh, you know, are stuntmen. You know, because they, they, they yeah. uh, those skills which are required on 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 movies. You know, like people that are, looks believable. You know, look believable in the way they move, the way they. They, yeah, they, they hold a weapon, you know. So, so those are great skills to be a stuntman as well. <clears throat> Just have to learn how to fall, which you know probably did already. But all of those, <laughs> yeah. all of those on camera tricks or or techniques, you know. Yeah, that's that's, that's what you you know learn. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the most important thing you pointed out is train and rehearse, which. We take seriously all the time. We train, train, train constantly. And then for, you know, big operations, obviously we're rehearsing it over and over and over again, trying to anticipate where the, uh, where the fail points are. And then, and then you try to prevent those, right? Once you identify them. So yeah, good stuff. Uh, oh, and I've got a kind of a random question. Yeah. Have you ever worked for, uh, worked with, or, you know, Harry Humphreys, any of those guys that kind of run a bunch of the, uh, coordination, stunt coordination for, there's a lot of seals that work for Harry Humphreys and, uh, and Kevin Kent. Um, those guys that work on some of the, you might be some, no, Keith, Keith Woolard. I don't know if you know the name, Keith Woolard. He's one of the, he's an ex, uh, seal oh, okay. well. he's a stunt coordinator excuse me <clears throat> he's a stunt coordinator keith woolard and uh he's been doing seals huh. uh in, in yeah in the past so he did that, uh, yeah now you worked on the tv show seal team right i worked on seal team i even doubled an actor for like the whole third season of it yeah yeah oh wow in many times yeah it's, it's fantastic uh, great show and and they hire experienced uh people with military experience so it's not just trying to fake it you know it's it's actually everything you do has been you know rehearsed with experts you know? yeah that's what i've noticed i don't really watch it but the the little scenes i've seen yeah. you can tell they're they're really good technical advisors and stunt guys and stuff yeah. like that yeah you can tell mm -hmm. it's professionally done um as a matter of fact, you could be the double. You can have the same look than the, the double on the, the lead on that that show. Uh, <laughs> David Borgeras. Borgeras. Oh, yeah? yeah? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Do I look like him? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I've got low light in here. So that way it, I look better. I look better <laughs> in low light. Um, let's see here. What do we got? Oh, so going backwards with your martial arts experience, I see here you're kind of a, a fan of Jeet Kune Do. Did you, uh, you got a lot of experience in that or? Well, I, yeah, definitely. Um, I am, when I grew up, <clears throat> I, I started judo eight years old and I loved it. I was very proficient on it. Uh, so I kept going. I did a martial art called Savat, which is oh, yeah. a boxing, you know, and I did also a Western boxing just with the, the um, 
punches and uh, and then uh, yeah, I did some kickboxing over there as well. Then I moved to Seattle. Then I you know I was I was 22 years old from France because I'm originally from France. Right. Moved to Seattle and uh, couldn't speak a word of English. <laughs> All I could see it uh, one two three and uh, I love you. I love you. <laughs> That's <a fucking> <laughs> uh, you know, after a while you say that you know people are gonna start to wonder <laughs> especially in san francisco you know i don't know yeah. i don't know which which anywhere. side of the yeah well, san francisco, <laughs> LA, anywhere people wonder <laughs> and yeah as oh, this guy's a french lover he loves everybody yeah <laughs> so, um but uh, i remember going to bruce lee's grave at the lake view cemetery that's where you know you heard of bruce lee yeah right? oh yeah oh yeah and uh, it was in Seattle, and I remember that day forever because um, I was on the grave, and then this older man came and approached me, and we started to talk. And his name is Taki Kimura, and Taki Kimura used to be Bruce Lee's best friend, best man when Bruce Lee got married. He, yeah. His assistant when they go and do uh, seminars and all that. I didn't know the, the, the guy at the time, so we started to converse as much as I could. It was more like body language for me because <laughs> my English was bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but he ended up me you know, listening and be fascinated with me being French and coming all the way to visit his friend and all that. And, and I was wondering, who's this guy? Who's this guy? And he invited me to his school, which was not uh, around Seattle. It was probably 45 minutes away. And um, I started... Uh, no martial art in his school. He took me in his class. And I I did 14 years with him, became instructor or semi instructor or wow. whatever the rank it is under school. And um, 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 I was around the Bruce Lee's family, Bruce Lee's friends. Uh, it was amazing for me being around that. It was a, such an honor. And uh, learning Wing Chun, learning Jeet Kune Do as well, which was great for, you know, compliment for, for what I've learned before. And then after that, I learned, you know, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, uh, kickboxing, uh, I mean, and uh, uh, Muay Thai, and then uh, MMA. We did some MMA as well. Um, so um, so all those, you know, uh, I was lucky, all those tools that I have, and uh, which I apply today for my work, different style. Different yeah. way of fighting, you know, like is the movie, what's the style of the actor? Is he a brawler? Is just punching, greedy? Is, is he, he doesn't know how to fight? Is he like a, a, you know, tactical train person, military person, how to fight? Is he a martial artist? You know, all of that, you know, I can match whatever needs it is for the script into the, that, that um, style of fighting. <clears throat> yeah, that is super cool. And what a unique way to meet someone. Especially, I mean, everybody's heard of, you know, Tacky. I mean, that's like <laughs> him and Danny and Santo, right? Those are the two yeah. guys that are still yeah. still yeah. going, still ticking that uh, train yeah. with Bruce Lee. Super cool. Yeah, and man. I met all of them before they passed, too. Ted Wong, you know, uh, JC Glover, all of those guys. You know, I met them. I, I trained with them and all that in the past because I was involved for 14 years with the whole uh, uh, clan, I say. Yeah. Clan. So um, it's... it's Again, it's a, such an honor and never expected or even dreamed of being around those people. We will be right back after the break. Let's go um, even further back, right? You are from France. Everybody should probably know that by now with your accent. And, uh, Bonjour. Yep. And uh, so 
tell us, you know, you, you were in the Navy, you're a paratrooper. Kind of give me yeah, uh, your military some, experience. So I started with a paratrooper as a very young, uh, probably 17 at that time. And that's in the so, Navy? It's a I, Navy I, paratrooper? In a, a paratrooper, yeah. Uh, it was... Uh, the training first, you know, you uh, do a training to see if you pass your classes and all that to be that. Oh, okay. Our trooper. So I had to have the my parents authorizing me because I was underage to to be there, oh. and so and so I had yeah you know, I had to do all the, the class my class and uh, and uh, and the, the training and we went to Corsica to do all the jumps night jumps you know. Uh, a uh, day jump and and it was amazing, it was a great experience. That's what I wanted to do, and I started to do that. And then they approached me to say, "Oh, your your skills and your talent would be more um, would be uh, we love your skill there, but you would bring more benefit to us if you moved because they needed they had a lack of people going to the navy, which in France is like it would be like uh, how do you would say here Earth military, like you know, like just regular military yeah yeah and i was like um and i loved jumping out of the you know plane you know the shoots even though the shoots were like umbrellas they're so small so you arrive pretty fast you have to (laughs) roll yeah yeah static line static line paratrooper yeah Exactly. A bunch of Mary Poppins coming. out. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it was great. A fantastic experience. I, you know, I, I wish I made the decision to stay there and to not go to the Navy because I was missing uh, that part of the job. Even though in, in the Navy, I was great doing sports. I was always, you know, uh, again, proficient in anything that it was physical, but I was uh, missing the the that life you know the plane the jumping the and so i asked to be uh rein, rein, uh reinstated sorry my french is going yeah it's okay it's okay the it's word okay. yeah you're making it you're making it work <laughs> <laughs> yes. i always i always try to but um yeah so uh so they 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 refuse us like you're doing good there we need you there and then after a while i got bored or i got i got tired of it um and uh and i said you know what i and i was still young you know uh um so i was like i'll uh i I quit (laughs) so i didn't quit so you didn't you basically you didn't re-enlist when when it was time re-enlist re-enlist was the word you're looking for i I did i did i did the 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 part trooping and then the the navy right change the trainings and all that and then they asked me yeah to stay yeah, yeah. to stay there and i say no and right. um, i was young and i wish i could have stayed actually longer i kind of regret it afterwards but my mind was going 100 miles an hour i wanted to do this i wanted to do that and i wanted to actually go to another country eventually it was always in my mind to not uh, stay i yeah. didn't feel home in france i love my friends i love my family but as far as the the system and all that i never felt home over there Hmm. And that's a personal thing. Um, yeah. uh, I'm not blaming for the French people who love France and all that. I got to say, you know, you go to France and you, for me, it's like, I love to go back to visit, you know, the the, the history or the, the, the architectural design, beautiful buildings that they have, which are like 500, 600 years old, 700 years old, you know, some, sometime more. Uh, the food is amazing, you know, in France. Oh, yeah. 
culinary art are very dedicated to to their food so it's amazing um so i love going there to vacation uh but i don't feel home anymore this is my home here uh, in america um and um uh, I know it because every time I, I'm there more than two weeks, I want to go back. I was like, okay, <laughs> time to go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and my family is Italian. So there's a lot of drama. So after a week of spending with them, <laughs> I'm not used to that anymore. <laughs> so, so Italian, they're all Italian descendant yeah. living in France. Got yeah. It. Both of them, actually, my mother and father, uh, Sicilian, actually, both of them. Uh, all right. So it's funny because we did the 23 and me recently. I did, the, I did the things and I have zero French. 96.3% <laughs> Sicilian. <laughs> wow. So 96, yeah. That's, I was like, yeah. I'm yeah. Gonna... All right. You're straight up gangster. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Do you speak any Italian? Uh, yeah, I understand it. I speak a little bit, just the basic, not like someone who was born there or, yeah. or has been practicing a little bit of it. Yeah, I'll say. Yeah, that's cool, man. Good stuff. That's a that's an interesting background. Now, so where in all that did you decide to be a stuntman? <laughs> um, long story. So, I mean. So when I, actually I'll make it short. So when I was at, in Ataki yeah. Kimura, you know, uh, it's actually yeah. is in this school. There were a senior instructor over there uh, named Mike Hilo, great guy, fantastic, and he was a stuntman and a stunt coordinator. So one day he's like, um, uh, "Do you want to do you know? Do you want to do stunts?" And I'm like, well, "What is stunts?" It's like you know, you fall down and you climb things and you know. I'm like, oh, I've, I've been doing this all my life. When I was three years old, I was scaring my mother, climbing all those electrical poles and, and this. You mean like I can get paid and do that? And he's like, <laughs> so so he so he um, he hired me for a gig uh, in uh, for Microsoft. It was in Seattle. It was like an internal uh, industrial video for Microsoft for the employees and all that. And uh, huh. yeah, I didn't know what was expected to me, so I. I I'm showing up at the Microsoft uh, office of the building uh, over there. And uh, and he's like, he's there and he's telling me, so you got to run into the hallway, you know, you dress, you know, with a, with a nice suit, with glasses, being an employee and Microsoft employee. You're running away from the guy and then you make a right turn. And then you, you and then the guy who doesn't see you coming, talking to another person, raises his arm. As you pass him by, you get the arm on the face, you do a backflip and you fall on the stomach. I was like, great, fantastic. <laughs> what? I'll do it. <laughs> and then so he's like, you start here, and then Bill Gates is going to run after you, and then he's going to make a turn. And I'm like, oh, who? He said, I said, Bill Gates. I mean, you're, I, and I told him, I was like, uh, you mean the, like the fake one, like a double or something? He's like, no, 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 Bill Gates is going to come. And I was like, he's going to come. He's going <laughs> to run after hell? me. I wasn't used to all that stuff. I was like, oh my God, I was baffled. I wasn't believing him until I see Bill Gates walking in like this. And, and you know, he was the guy running after me because it was a video about, um, you know, him being strong, tough. And it's kind of funny because he's a skinny dude and very geeky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's like grabbing the, you know, grabbing the guy, slamming them on, on the desk because they don't do their work, spying on them. You know, and then my my thing was he was running after me, he was angry at me or something. And so, um, <clears throat> so yeah, I, I loved it. And I was like, oh, sign me yeah. in for the next one, you know. Uh, and then 
little by little, I started to do more and more. I started to do also background work in Seattle. I mean, anything you do in Seattle, it's not a lot of work. You know, there's not a lot of movie stuff going on over there. So it was more like a hobby for me. Because at that point, I started to have my own uh, construction company, doing tiling, doing art, doing interior designing, doing full finishing murals. Because I have a background of art <clears throat> as well. I used to paint on canvas when I was uh, younger. <clears throat> and so I, I combined the whole thing and I had my own construction. So all this stuff on the side, I was doing stunts and all that. It was more like, you know, twice a, a, a year, maybe, or once a year. It wasn't oh, really... Yeah, yeah you know that but it got me the flavor of doing more and more and more to a point where in in uh in uh in 2014 uh i got um to do i got to coordinate i had the chance to actually fight choreograph one of the longest fight scene ever recorded in the movie history in a movie called beta test it was a low budget like two million dollar maybe movie but in that scene there were a six minute and six second scene where people actually there's no cuts and people going through glasses to windows to punches and all that so it was a long scene i mean six minutes one minute five That's is long, long. six minutes is even longer we had like two and a half weeks yeah. of rehearsal <clears throat> just to prepare for it and what you didn't want to do is be the guy that's going to miss that punch. is going to have to redo the whole thing. And people, <laughs> and people going through glasses and all that, they're only going to be happy because of that guy that missed that punch or whatever it is. <clears throat> so it's funny because so we rehearse and all that. And I actually had the part in that movie where I'm walking in and fighting with the actor, the main actor, which was Manu Bennett. I don't know if you know Manu Bennett from... Uh, 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 New Zealand, he was, uh, you know, he was in Arrow, you know, he, uh, he did uh, oh, the guy, okay. what's his name, Stroke, well, what's his name, with that, yeah, with that band, forgot, Deathstroke, yeah, he was playing. Oh, Deathstroke, yeah, yeah, And yeah. he did also Spartacus, oh. the TV show Spartacus back there for, I think it was showing in Start at the time, but he was playing Crixus, the, the undefeated goal, so that was, that's the actor, so really stocky in me. So I was fighting him, <clears throat> but it's funny because it's a one take. So we're all making sure everybody's getting to the point where the camera catching all of the action and making it look like a real punch coming and all that. So, and as I'm walking to the, to the scene, you know, cause it's a one take you, you got to play the whole thing the whole time. There is no cut. I'm seeing all the glass on the floor from all the other person going, you know, through the glass and all that. And I'm fighting him one-on-one, -on -one, right? And we never rehearsed with the glass on the floor. So, and I'm doing all those crazy kicks. And I'm, and I'm like, oh, you're going to see it's me. I'm going to mess up the whole thing. I created the action, but I'm going to be the one flipping on those glasses <laughs> and then falling down. We're going to have to redo the whole thing. So we had to be really careful as we fought, obviously, to not sleep. And if we do, we'll try Slip to fall, play yeah. it like it was part of it, you know. But right. anyway, yeah. after that wow. film, people love my work and say, oh, you should move to L.A., you know, over there. You would be able to work all the time and all that. And and I came here and it took, it took a couple of years for me to, I mean, the first year I worked maybe a, a, a couple of days a day, but it, it's all about re, re, uh, 
socializing with people, start to learn who does what, where to train, you know, who to meet, uh, you know, and, and meet the coordinators, you know, whether they are on set or, or you try to contact them through uh, emails and say, hey, my name is Daniel, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I'm a stuntman, I have those skills, you know, um, I, you know, I'd love to work for you, you know, hope to work for you and you send him a picture and then your measurements and, and, and a real a stunt reel of your, of what you have. So a stunt reel is all the captured video of all your falls and stuff and, and uh, all yeah. of that. So that's how Super you sell cool, yourself through too. And so little by little, I started to work more and more and more. It's like a snowball effect, you know, more you work, the yeah. more people are confident to hire you because, you know, they know you can do the job and all that. You show up on time. And you, yeah, that's very. <laughs> you know, you gotta yeah, be yeah. good to work with. You know, you gotta know your spot. You you can't be there loud and talking and all that. Talking to actors, talking. You gotta know your spot. You gotta know when to speak, when to be there, helping. You know, always have an eye on the stunt coordinator, making sure he doesn't need any help. If he does, if he needs to carry the match, you're there with him. You know, I mean, he's the guy who hired you. So, so you want to be aware of all that. You make sure everybody's safe. If you see something that is not that you don't think it's safe to say something or do something about it, you know? So, yeah. 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 Good stuff, man. You're, uh, like I said before, you got a, you got a, a wealth of knowledge in this industry yeah, and it's yeah. cool to hear about it. I'm lucky to have great um, teachers. That's all it is. You know? <laughs> and you're, uh, you know, you've been in a lot of dangerous situations, but it's that time to put you in a hypothetical oh. dangerous situation and see uh, see how your mind oh, really no, works. No, Are you no, ready? I can't feel like I'm going to get hit by a car right now. <laughs> yeah, here's the stress. Here we go. You're listening to Can You Survive This Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Please make sure to subscribe, rate, and share on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite shows. All right. So you are out on the town working on stunts for a movie. Okay. After a long Friday today, working on set, you stop for a quick bite at a bar on your way back to your hotel room. Okay. Now, after hanging at the bar and having a little dinner, you decide to walk back to your hotel. On your way back to the hotel, you pass through a dimly lit parking lot. Okay. Suddenly, a 15-passenger van screeches up to a halt in front of you. Three men hop out, one with a gun pointed right at you. They say, what hotel are the movie stars staying at? So do you, A, assume a nonviolent posture, hands so in I, the air. So am I still in the right? car or outside? You're outside still. You got the gun pointed at you. They ask you, where are the movie stars staying? Okay. So do you, A, assume a nonviolent posture, hands in the air, and try to de-escalate the situation with body language, mm -hmm. or B, run and take cover behind the engine block of a vehicle that's mm. nearby. So either one, eh? Was I, I comply which on one? that? Which one? Yeah, which one's the right answer? That's the question. <laughs> Only those two. I mean, there's more answers that I would have picked out of those. But... 
know, especially if there's just <laughs> one guy with a gun. Yeah, I know. I love adrenaline, so. <laughs> yeah, it's three, three guys, guys with three with guns, gun. right? So no way. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so uh, I, I'd which, probably. Uh, if I'm uh, if I'm up and you know uh, next to them, I'll probably uh, what you know comply. Uh, you mean like where's the with the stars and all that? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're you're saying hey 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 hey. I don't want any trouble. Hands are up, patting the air. I tell right? you, if it's if it's something more important, if it's like you know uh, where is that person? So we're gonna okay. Obviously, they might they want to shoot the, the star right so they have a gun they want to go they want to find out so it's about life saving right so um mm-hmm. so if i'm if i was in a car and this happened i'll probably back up in zigzag <laughs> if i'm if i'm uh, if i'm outside and i'll probably would say you know according to my surrounding if it's high bushes and all that i say i might have a chance if it's flat i might have less chance but you know what i'm uh i'm all I'm all up for adrenaline, and I say, you know what? If I gotta die, I gotta die. Um, I would probably jump out and behind my car, and then just start to run like crazy, zigzag. Okay, so that's your yes. final answer. Zigzag. All mm-hmm. right. Well, in this particular game, that is not the create. Cor- that is not the correct answer. <laughs> of course, <laughs> but and here's the reason. Yeah, yeah. So assuming a non-violent posture, right? This is big in combatives because. Your nonviolent posture looks yes, innocent, but yeah, yeah, but it's actually it's a Trojan horse, right? I can still strike you, I can still do whatever I want from right here, but at the same time, you're calming the situation down, you're trying to de escalate it, turning your back. Now, you're kind of a rare guy, right? You could zigzag run, you said the right words. Uh, a lot of people would, if they turn their back and just run, they wouldn't think about zigzagging, and then they'd take a couple of bullets in the back, right? So, A, for those that are inexperienced, is, hey, try to just get everything calm so that you get a conversation going with these guys. De-escalate of it the course. best you can. Because if they're point blank and they got guns pointed at you and you turn around and try to run, there's nothing that says they just won't shoot mm-hmm. you in the back, all right? Okay. There's nothing so, to say. They're going to shoot you anyway, whether you say something. That's not. right. That so is true. Dead and you that is true too. Their information as well. So, <laughs> so. That is true. Uh, so yeah, these questions, they sometimes the answers are both correct, but that's part of the of fun course. of the game. But the other key to this is you talking through it. What you just did, I mean, that's 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 gold, right? You just talk through the answers, and that's that's the gold we're looking for. Okay. Um, your hands are up. You tell them, you know, and you uh, and you tell them that you're just a stunt guy. I mean, you don't know where these actors are staying, right? So frustrated, they corral you at gunpoint into the back of the van. All right. Um, so now you you sit in the back. Uh, a few rows are empty in front of you. Okay. So now you're in the van. There's a few there's a few rows between you and the bad guys. Okay. There's one guy driving and one sitting in the passenger seat. Okay, the third guy is two rows in front of you. Okay, and his gun and he's he's the one with oh, the so gun. Oh, so there's one okay? gun. And uh, one the one gun is kind of right there, closest to you. Yes. Um. So you're thinking of you're thinking of a way to get out at this point, right? 
the driver is swerving and not paying attention, okay? As the vehicle rounds a corner, you realize he's going to crash, right? This guy's driving recklessly. Um, he's probably nervous. It's probably the first time that they've taken someone hostage. So he's driving crazy, and hes you see a turn coming. He's probably not going to make the turn, right? This van has a potential of rolling. Who knows, right? So do you, A, lay on the floor of the vehicle and brace for impact? You're a stunt guy, so you... Or B, brace for impact by placing your head against the seat in front of you, right? And keeping your legs at a 90-degree angle and your hands overhead. So you're put kind of putting all your pressure against the back of the seat in front of you to kind of lock yourself into place and prepare for impact. And then the van crashes, right? So which one is the proper? A, lay on the floor, or B, brace yourself using B. the seat? And then and if you start to roll, put your hand on the ceiling so you won't hit the ceiling going back. So you're pushing against the ceiling. So now when you fall, you it will be like a handstand. You know, you add pressure on the ceiling, and so when you turn, uh, yeah. you will be locked. You know, you don't want to. You know, Got you don't want to because if you have this and this, what happens is if you start to if the van start to roll, also, you know, is uh, you're gonna you're gonna go back up to the ceiling. Down. I like it. So brace for impact, the exactly the same position you did. And if you feel like it's going to turn, start to uh, push against the ceiling. Hands against the ceiling. I like it. That's awesome. That's a great tip. Okay, so the van crashes. By bracing yourself, you're in better shape. You're less disoriented, and you're not injured, okay? And uh, the two in the front seats are, are still in the front seat. Um, but the third guy with the gun is missing, you know? Uh, it's like, where the hell did he go? The gun, you know. <laughs> so, do you a hop out of the back of the van, look for a discreet place to hide, and assess the situation? Right, just get yourself some mm -hmm. safe space, and then kind of mm -hmm. watch, or just get up and run. You know, or or wait a minute, sorry, I'm reading this wrong. Get up uh, to the front of the van and try to commandeer the vehicle. Yep. Right. Yes. You know, commandeer, steal it, right? So, are you gonna, are you gonna basically go out the back, create some distance between you and the accident, and watch and make sure what, what these bad guys are gonna do, or B, just run up to the front and try and get into the and driver's the seat? The guy with the gun is not in the van. Um, he's probably outside with the gun. Uh, so <laughs> I'm for in, yeah, the, in mean, the van. To me, I can even steal that vehicle with them passed out next to me it doesn't matter I, I, I probably probably take the vehicle going miles away and there's a runoff instead of you know running off right now and having the guy shooting me yeah because i if i have no visual on the guy with the gun and if i but if i know for sure he's not in the vehicle i'll try to run to steal a vehicle run a few and uh, a few miles away as long as those guys are passed out or <laughs> always throw them out of there but uh, and then I'll probably exit. So does it cross your mind that the vehicle is crashed and it may not even run? Oh, if it's not running, then I'll probably I'll probably <laughs> stay in the van until I have a visual of the guy. Or if I don't, I'll just escape. I guess. Okay. Right. Yeah. No, that's you. You just you just kind of went through the, the all of the options, and uh, that's yeah. a good job. It's not likely the van will function after this crash. Okay. And you will have to overpower the two guys up there in order to get 
control. So it's one versus two over a van that doesn't work. So, you know, that obviously doesn't make sense. And you talked yourself right into the right answer. If it's, if if they have no gun, you know, my background, two guys is possible. (laughs) Yes, you, uh, it's like we say, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's a fair fight for one Navy SEAL when there's three bad guys, not just one. We need three in order for it to be a fair fight. Right. Um, so you exit through the back and you look for an you look for an escape route. Okay, the driver gets out. He's disoriented and he's approaching you. All right, he's like kind of you can tell the guy's like borderline knocked out. So do you a uh, just go ahead and run towards the escape route or b let him approach and put your hands in the air, nonviolent posture, uh, step into the gap and go ahead and knock him out with an elbow strike. That's tempting. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <clears throat> uh, again, yeah. you know, it's all about visual, what you have around, what's what's going on, you know, and, uh, you know. Um, oh, you like adrenaline. Well, yeah, I would, probably, I would probably elbow the guy. No, just, yeah. That's right. Stick around, knock them out, because you know what, you know what the best part of this is? When you don't know where someone is, and you already brought this up, you could run straight into the guy that you don't know where he's at. If you stay, and now this is for trained folks, you're going ahead and taking care of business with what you have in sight, right? So you knock this guy out. Okay, I know where he's at. I'm not sure about the other guy. We may find out about that. But I know that there's a third guy, and he's somewhere around me. And that's the problem. That is really the unknown that you have to kind of figure out in a methodical way. Okay, so by stepping in and and going ahead and connecting that elbow properly, you're bouncing the brain around, which is the coup-counter-coup action, and that's what leads to a knockout. And you drop him in one hit because you are an experienced guy. So now, do you A, take off running, or B, pull the second guy out of the passenger seat and knock him out no, too. I'm running. <laughs> you never, well, yeah, you so, never know what's the well, situation. Yeah. He might have another gun. Or go, go in the all. You know, it's like and but you know once you once you know you see the idea of this is to you know get out and and get everybody that comes in your way you know or that potentially could arm you you know if they are aware and they're yeah. alive or if they are in a pyramid or very close to you is to protect yourself and you know and and if that person is there you now you can knock him out knock him out but keep going so that's right what would you that's want right. to go back in you know that's the pride after that that's the pride <laughs> oh what happened there nobody fights with me yes. where is he where is he <laughs> yeah no doubt. We preach all the time on here that, hey, your job is, number one, yeah, awareness, yeah. right? Stay conscious, stay alive, keep your wits about you, stay aware, and then take care of the problems as they confront you. No doubt about it. But your goal is always to create pain and then create space, you know, because you want to get away. Um, this one, you could go either way because it's you, right? You are a trained guy. Obviously, with the stunt world, you know how to take a hit. And also, with your fighting experience, you know how to deliver some good consequences, right? So, you know, so that it could go either way. I, if you would have answered either one, it would have been right. Um, so, anyway, let's say, you know, uh, the third guy shows up, mm-hmm. right? Shows up out of the blue, and now he's got you at gunpoint. He's keeping his distance, though, because he knows now that you've got some skills, right? 
and he doesn't want you taking his his gun away with some yeah. ninja move. So one of the one of the two you knocked out now comes over and uh, is going to duct tape your hands behind your back. Okay, and then he tapes your feet together at the ankle. Yeah. Okay. And since uh, and since you don't know where any of the actors are staying, the bad guys have no use for you now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they decide they got to get mm-hmm. rid of you. So now, okay, have you ever been wrapped up in duct tape? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, I, I figure you do. Um, and then, uh, do you know how to get Pretty out of strong. it? Um. You see, obviously, uh, <laughs> I'm asking before uh, I ask you the hope. questions. So. <laughs> <laughs> Something sharp, you know, I mean, you know. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so, so they take. They're going to take you, right? You're still duct tape, and now you're out on a boat. It's rough waters, and they're going to disappear you. Okay, kind of like kind of like what the Clintons do to people all the time. They're mm-hmm. going to disappear you, <laughs> or they're going to suicide <laughs> you, one or the other. All right. So, do you a attempt to defeat the duct tape, right, so that you can get away, or b get up, shoulder check one of the guys, like just hit him off and try to hit him off the boat. So, get out of the duct tape, or while you've got duct tape on you, try to shoulder check one of these guys in, the boat, in right? this boat. Oh yeah, yep. <clears throat> mm. <laughs> I'm gonna die anyway, so might as well. Also, <laughs> I'll show check the guy. Let's say salty water, maybe help with the you know adhesive uh, adhesion of the you know duct tape or not. Uh, I'll probably yeah. show. Uh, yeah, I have nothing to lose at this point. You know, my foot, my 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 arms. You know. Um, if I can convince to not kill me, because I can't do it anymore, you know, uh, if I can get up and, and do one more move, I'll probably ram into them. And then hopefully, you know, one will go in the water, I'll go in the water, a boat will see it, I'll come to rescue, or, you know, and I'll probably sink all the way down. But to me, I don't, I don't see, <laughs> yeah. honestly, I don't see, you know, and you probably see that, but I don't see any other, you know, there's no more discussion, obviously, they killing you. So I'll probably do it. I was like, I'll well, take one with me if I can. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, I think personally, I think you would be better off getting, try to get free of the duct tape so that you can leverage using your hands and your legs, which we know you're yeah. good at using. Uh, so yeah, try to well, get dude, out of I the duct tape. And there's a lot of from back and forth. What it is, you know, create some kind of flexibility or some loose, you know, by doing yeah. this, you know, those ones. Keep doing it. I, you know, I don't know if it works. I know it works in some area. But. Well, there is there is a trick. There is a trick to getting out, and I've covered it before. It's if your hands are bound at the wrists, okay, then you're going to put your hands out in front of you with your, your, your thumbs at eye level, and then you're going to rocket your elbows past your ribcage as oh. fast as you can. And so what happens is your body becomes a wedge, and the physics will literally cut that duct tape. It'll look like it's been cut with scissors. And it doesn't matter if it's five wraps of duct tape or 50 wraps of duct tape. The trick works every single time. You just got to rocket your elbows 
past your rib cage. Don't think about mm-hmm. your hands. Your hands just become this thing right. out there in front of you. You're, and then you're just concentrating on your elbows going Elaborate. past your rib cage, which then creates a wet. Yep. And that leverage between the two and your body, your two, your two wrists and your body, it will cut the tape like if, as if you had scissors that's, with you. It's amazing. And it's fantastic. a cool trick. You just saved my um, life. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So you happen to do this, right? Um, but before you can drive downward and destroy the tape around your ankles, okay, because there's a trick to getting out of your tape. So you get your hands free, and the way that you want to get out when your ankles are taped is you basically stand upright on your feet. You put your feet at a 45-degree angle, and then you squat to the ground as quickly as possible, and then that will shear the tape around your ankles, okay? But before you can do that, um, you're knocked into the rough waters, Right, they know. Okay, he's trying to escape. We got to get rid of this dude, and they knock you into the water. Okay, so do you a uh, thrash around in the water until the duct tape comes th- free, or just hold your breath and go down? Either either hold your breath and then do some deep breathing drills in order to maintain buoyancy. Basically, really, is it a thrash around and try to get the rest of the duct tape off, or b use your lungs as buoyancy devices? You're yeah. a Navy guy, so the, I know the you, yeah, yeah. number two. Um, uh, as you as you yes, do, like exactly. I, I've done a lot of diving, <clears throat> so yeah. When you the more you're agitated, the more you're you you're using up oxygen. You know, you're you're in That's motion, right. or you're scared, or you're in a panic mode. Right, you can now. Suddenly, yeah. don't hold your breath as much as you could normally because you got the adrenaline, you got the fear, you got all that going. Um, so, yeah, you're right. The, the only thing that you can do is stay calm. Uh, can't say take a big, deep breath. But, I mean, if you know you're going to go to water, the idea is to take a big, deep breath before you hit the water. And yeah. then you relax, you relax your body. And then, you know, by doing this and keeping the air, you'll be able to float. And to some some point, land on your back, and then breathe. That's right. Yeah, you nailed it. It's all about maintaining your composure, remain calm, and then remember that those two lungs are great balloons and buoyancy devices. And a lot of people forget this. So if you went into water with both hands still taped, your feet are taped, you can basically push your head back, which forces your chest up. And then get that up out of the water. You take your deep breath. And that's a moment to kind of rest. And then you let the air out slowly. And then take another quick big breath. Let the air out slowly. Take another big quick breath. And what that does is it keeps your mouth, keeps your head and your chest above water. So you're just kind of holding on to that air to keep your buoyancy. And then you're letting it out slow. And when you feel yourself start to sink, go ahead and take another big, deep breath. The other key to this that most people don't know is salt water versus fresh water. So if you're in salt water, you're going to be way buoyant. You're going to float like crazy. But if you're in fresh water, you're going to, it's not as buoyant and you're going to sink a lot easier. So you have to keep that in mind as it relates to your breathing and keeping that air in your lungs. Know that if you're thrown into a lake, you're going to let that air out slowly, but you're going to start sinking a lot faster than if you were in salt water. So, um, great answer though, man. Great answer. You're you're hitting it Thank right you. on. So, moving on. Um, 
when it comes to self-preservation in the water, the key to survival is controlling your breathing. We covered that. While using your breathing control and staying calm and becoming a human, like, uh, becoming buoyant, uh, next step is getting to land, right? So, do you, A, use the back legs and feet to power kick to land, or... While using a back-kicking motion to swim, rotate your body back to... Basically, you're either going to rotate your body or stay on your back as you kick to shore. You Which stay one? stay on your back, because if you rotate, then you can't take care anymore. You're, yeah, you're <laughs> using more energy. Ideally, we call it turtle backing, but this would be more like a dolphin kick. Yeah, you stay on your back. And then you're just going to dolphin kick. And if you need to take a break, you can rotate right. over and then rotate back. There's a lot of different techniques out there. There really is no mm-hmm. right or wrong as long as you know what you're doing. you got to control also, your also, body. It's like, is your hand attached in front, in back? Is a bunch of, that's, yep. that's a, you know, those will be also the details. So it's like, do I have this? So now, you know, if I, if I have my hands behind, I would probably wouldn't take any risk to twist down and then to push it with my feet because now if I can't twist back and get some air and start to panic, I'm going down. That's right. And and as we roll into summer and swimming pools and the beaches become popular, I'd say at a swimming pool, you can practice this. You don't have to tie your ankles. You can just cross your feet and you don't have to tie your wrists, obviously. You can just cross them in front of you or behind you and actually practice this stuff and i think people will be surprised that worst case scenario is fresh water so that's a swimming pool for the most part and you're going to take nice big deep breaths and practice getting to the side as if your hands are tied and in buds we do this right in seal training they actually tie our hands they tie our feet and they you know and then you have to uh and then you have to basically survive in a uh a, a very large swimming pool it's about 20 feet deep um and you just got to remain calm and you got to basically there's a bobbing motion you can do, but we're not even going to get into that because it's hard to describe. But anyway, the goal is keeping calm, using your lungs as balloons, and then, of course, find land and start heading towards it the way that you the best you can. OK, so last question. All right. You have reached land. So what do really? you <laughs> a <laughs> you, you managed to get there. Um and so, A, do you rest for a moment on shore and compose yourself and then call the cops or find help or destroy the duct tape restraints that you still have and and then go find those motherfuckers? <laughs> well, now I know so how to be. get out of duct tapes, you know. <laughs> I'll destroy it. Just yeah. swing back to their boat. No, <laughs> no I'll, I'll find That's right. That's right. Know, obviously. You, know, you go and you want to call them you know yeah yeah that's probably the best bet i think you're going to be a little worn out at this point so uh yeah take a rest you know take a break find help call the cops and uh let's just get let's just go home and let's go find our hotel and go back to sleep actually (laughs) paid for that take care of this (laughs) that's right there you go let them handle hey good job you Uh, thank you daniel have survived you have survived this podcast So uh, good job. And I appreciate all of your very educated answers, your background. So if people want to learn more about you, 
what are all where where can they find well, out on social more about media? You? you got Facebook, you got Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is Daniel Losicero. It's just one L in the middle. So Daniel Losicero, D A N I E L O C I C E R O. That's my Instagram, and then and it's also my website. If you do it, www.daniellosicero again with one L dot uh, com. This is my website, and you can see what I do. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show. We'll have all your contact information in our posts. Oh, you can uh, also go to Facebook and just type Daniel Lossicero. I have a page there to see some of the video we do and all that as well. That's awesome. Well, it's been a great conversation. Loved hanging out with you. I appreciate you. Appreciate you taking the time, and uh, thanks Thanks for coming on the show, buddy. Yes, and like I always say, keep it simple because crisis will complicate the rest, and uh, stay safe out there. Thanks, buddy. Can You Survive This Podcast is a production of Calvary Audio and iHeartMedia. Recorded live from a secure location here in Dallas, Texas. Produced by Brandon Morgan, Jeff Apple, and Clint Emerson. Executive produced by Keegan Rosenberger and Dana Brunetti. For Calvary Audio, I'm Clint Emerson. Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So... At four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable. It's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash prenatal.